Hey, Dom, how are the monkey call impressions for the podcast episode coming along? Uh, they're coming. Well, can I hear one or two? Aunt Nicole, there are over 260 species of monkeys. You're going to have to be a little more specific. Okay. Chimpanzee. That is not a monkey. That is an ape. You fool. You absolute buffoon. Okay, sorry. How about a howler monkey? I will not cheapen any monkey with an amateur impression of it. So you didn't start this at all, huh? No, what's a howler monkey? Oh my god. I'll check back in later. Hey Dom, what are you up to? Not now. There's 10 minutes and 38 seconds left on this eBay auction. What are you bidding on now? Original art. I'm getting into collecting. That's expensive from what I understand. And also pretty specialized. That's why I'm getting into a very specific genre. Art created by monkeys. That's a whole genre? Don't tell me you've never heard of Stockings Van Gogh. Uh, no. Surely you've at least heard of Seesaw Renoir. Negative. Galoshes Da Vinci? That would be a no. Well, this is a piece by Pockets Warhol, the most famous living monkey artist of our time. I don't know what I was expecting when I put you in charge of the charity auction for the National Podcast Day Party, but it was not this. Eight minutes and twelve seconds, and it will be mine! And also, it's not National Podcast Day. It's International Monkey Day. And by the way, we're changing the name of the podcast to Pockets Warhol. Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your other host, Dominic. And today is December 14th, International Monkey Day. So as usual, Dominic, shortly before the episode, disclosed that he does not like monkeys because whatever we're doing, he doesn't like whatever the thing is. So this time it was monkeys, sadly. Um... I do like monkeys, because I'm a curious person with a heart. Do you want to defend yourself at all? Well, I don't dislike monkeys. It's not what you said. Well, they just (laughs) throw around poop. (laughs) Okay, well, we have a special guest today that's going to tell us a lot more about what monkeys do and do not do. So our special guest is my friend, Erin. I call her a primatologist. I recently found out she has a master's degree in primate behavior and ecology is technically what's going on there and she also is just a general animal enthusiast curious person and works with animals currently working with cats and dogs but she is the closest thing i know to a primatologist so that is why she is here in the program and we're so delighted to have her knowledge and enthusiasm thank you so much nicole and dom i'm thrilled to be here i do love monkeys and i definitely know more about monkeys than your average person great we'll see about that Uh, yeah (laughs) see if you know more than dom you know that's gonna be hard (laughs) okay so dom you're gonna start us off here you ready um when and how did you get interested in monkeys yeah that is a that's an excellent question i've always been interested in animals growing up i just think some kids really love animals and one thing that a lot of scientists say is that they just keep doing the thing that they're curious about as kids and I think that's definitely 
true of myself is that I really have always loved animals, always wanted to know more about them, always wanted to spend time with them. And I, yeah, and then I had the opportunity to study them in graduate school uh, at Central Washington University. Shout out to the Wildcats in Ellensburg. Um, they have a pretty legendary primate program because they used to have chimps that signed there. Uh, monkeys are primates, but not all primates are monkeys. So that's that relationship. That brings us to the next question. So as I was, you know, just doing research as we do for our episodes, I learned something which I'm sure I already knew, but I'd forgotten, which is like you just said, we've got primates as this bigger term. And then within that, we've got the apes and then we've got monkeys. So for this day, we're not going to talk about the apes at all, right? Like we talk a lot about the apes in general. Yeah, it's International Monkey Day, baby. Not Ape Day. So I guess I want to know what makes a monkey a monkey because I realized how much I didn't know. Yeah, right. Uh, That is a really good question because one thing that is true of monkeys as a group is that they're incredibly diverse. But basically, they're mammals in the order primata, in the order primate. They have tails. They um, Mm -hmm. have two front-facing eyes. (laughs) They have hands, but their hands are really diverse too. All right, Dom, take the next one away here. Okay, this is a question that I've been wanting to know for a while. And if I die right now, I will be happy that I found the answer to my lifelong question. What's keeping monkeys from taking over? You know, a lot of people do have a fear of monkeys. Uh, A lot of Americans do, I would say, because we don't interact with monkeys at all, except for in zoos. A lot of people have these anxieties about monkeys. Um, They're really smart. In human culture, they're usually depicted as these like tricksters who are up to no good and really scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they can hurt you and they do carry disease. So we should respect monkeys. But depending on where you live, I would actually say that you might think that monkeys have taken over. So there's monkeys in Bali that have learned to steal from tourists and then give stuff back only if they get food in exchange. So they've developed this bartering system with tourists. Um, There are monkeys in India where there's temples that um, are dedicated to monkeys. So people come to these temples to, to feed the monkeys. So there's definitely parts of the world where people interact with wild monkeys on a regular basis. But mostly monkeys are really threatened. What's really keeping monkeys from taking over the world is that humans are destroying forests rapidly. Hmm. So most monkey populations are in decline. And um, that's ultimately what's gonna prevent monkeys from thriving. Yeah, we really, we try not to get into anything controversial on <laughs> the show, right, Dominic? We're like, yeah. I don't wanna say we're like pro or anti-tree, pro <laughs> or anti-monkey or biodiversity. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think that might, you know, alienate some people. Yeah, well, you wouldn't wanna alienate like uh, your massive corporate sponsors at Chevron that are drilling it for oil in the Amazon. You know, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to rock the boat. It's pretty much the bread and butter of National Podcast Day. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, We're going to go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. Tube Socks Beethoven composed his first concerto when he was just two years old. People laughed. How could a smelly, flea-bitten monkey make music that human beings would want to listen to? The following year... 
he won a Grammy. Six months after that, he was maestro of the New York Philharmonic. Huh, not bad for a smelly, flea-bitten monkey. If you take Tubesock's Beethoven's Master Course, what will you learn? For starters, he'll show you that what appears to be primate knuckles banging clumsily on piano keys is the birth of a masterpiece. What looks like stabbing a blank sheet of music with a mushy banana is really a delicate process of creation. And when he picks his lice, that's when the real magic happens. I could go on talking about tube socks, but who better to paint a portrait than the genius himself? Listen as he opens his first class. Ah, those words changed my life. Your time's up. We have to clean the monkey's cage. This is Tube Socks Beethoven, and this is his master course. We're back after that astonishing commercial. We'd like to give you an opportunity to dispel monkey myths. What would you like to tell people that they should know about monkeys or dismiss as lies? The only thing the average person needs to know about a monkey, if there's no monkeys in your life, the only thing you need to know about a monkey is that you should never get a monkey as a pet. They're very bad pets. They will ruin your life. And being a pet will ruin its life. And no matter what the guy on Craigslist tells you, it was not an ethical breeding situation. It was probably smuggled in from Mexico or a South American country where monkeys live. They're very bad pets and it's torture to keep a monkey alone in a house without other monkeys. That's the most important thing. We won't tell anyone this. We will keep a secret from all of our monkey friends and monkey lovers, but do you have a favorite monkey? Yeah. Uh, I do have a few favorite monkeys. <laughs> I don't know that many monkeys personally, but my favorite monkey that I know personally is a capuchin named Tootsie. She, a capuchin monkey is like the black and white monkeys that you see um, in a lot of movies. They're from South America. Uh, and she was just one of the like bossiest and smartest monkeys I've ever met. She, um, really an amazing person. She had a lot of hardships in her life you know she was taken from her mother at a young age and uh, raised without any other monkeys around so for a lot of monkeys that makes them pretty weird as adults they exhibit behaviors that are not typical for their species but oh, like only children hmm. <laughs> Don't know any of those. yeah but as soon as she got around other monkeys it was like she she was thriving in that social environment but if i may I have another favorite monkey who I've not met, but I really respect. Um, Chris, Crystal the capuchin is a brown, she's a tufted capuchin who, anytime you see a brown monkey in a movie, it's probably Crystal. She starred in Night at the Museum and The Hangover 2. She's been in the Pirates movies. She was in a Dr. Doolittle movie. She's been on sitcoms. Hardest, monkey, hardest working monkey in Hollywood. So I really, really respect her work. And every time I see her in a movie, I'm excited because she's so cool and she does such an amazing job, but I'm also mad because I really want her to be able to live in retirement and in a sanctuary. Um, well, the next question is, 
Can you share your top three coolest monkey-related facts? Yes, I would love to. Fact number one, spider monkeys don't have thumbs. Whoa. Okay, fact number two, squirrel monkeys pee on their hands and then walk all over trees so that everyone can know what branches they walked on. I didn't even know a squirrel monkey was a thing. Yeah, you should look it up. They're really cute South American monkeys. Mm -hmm. And fact number three. um, Oh my gosh. Give me... Oh my gosh. Are you um, Googling monkey facts right now? Whatever you do, don't accidentally no. say a great ape fact because it is I monkey know. day. I'm not going to say um, a great ape fact. Um, the, why can't I remember? The, the name of this monkey is escaping me. Um, the colobus monkey. Okay. Colobus monkeys eat only leaves and they have a two-chambered stomach like a cow. Cows have two-chambered stomachs. I can't, you grew up in Wisconsin and didn't know that cows have a two-chambered stomach? No. I went on field trips to farms when I was a kid, and they had those weird windows. Fistulated cows? Yeah. <laughs> I, and people, I got to, people would like stick their hands in the side of the cow through the window. I've never seen a fistulated cow in real life, but I would love to. It was, like, boring at a certain point. I saw so many, Erin. <laughs> It was sad also, though, too, for the cows, obviously. It is like, sad. No one wants a window in the side of them while living. Is it living. just like a, they were living? Yeah, sort of like a tiny round window, like you'd see on like a submarine or something, in the side of a cow. Like inside a cow? Yeah, and then you can see the two-chambered stomach thing. Yeah. I think it probably is pretty painful for the cows. It was alive? Yes, it was a living cow! We There's were watching a window it's in it? What? You could see into a living cow. Yeah. You should Google it. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. So you literally just stick a window. You just stick a window in a cow. Mimi's going to have a concerning search history. <laughs> um, cows can't go downstairs, but they can go upstairs. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> That's really weird. All right. Well, Erin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was my pleasure. I hope I'm realizing now that monkeys are scary and sad. <laughs> um, but I hope we've all learned something about um, the misunderstood world of monkeys and that uh we moving forward we can all just treat them with uh, the respect that they deserve right dominic mm-hmm. all right dom want to close us out okay happy international monkey day is what you're supposed to say all right dom you all ready on those monkey call impressions I was born ready. First up, howler monkey. Howl! Okay, I'm not an expert, but that doesn't sound right. Doesn't it, though? Uh, no. Okay, spider monkey. Spider. Spider monkey. Monkey spider. Spider.
Are you done now? No. Spider. Okay, now I am. Dom, I would like it if you started taking the podcast just a little more seriously. I don't think you've practiced at all. These are 100% scientifically accurate. Can you do a better spider monkey impression? I guess not. Okay, you have one more chance to prove yourself. Gibbon. Gibbon? Yeah, Gibbon. Can you use it in a sentence? If you don't do a Gibbon impression right now, I am selling you to SeaWorld. Gibbon. Okay, here we go.